Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast, season two. Yeah, woo-woo! Ow! Good times. I'm Bat Ballard. And I'm Alfred Steve. Oh, <laughs> so cool! <laughs> Why would you want to be Alfred Steve? There's been a lot we've made uh, of uh, suggestive. I'm taking about a stand Alfred. against your anti-Alfred. Season yeah. two is Season a big <laughs> stand against anti-Alfred remarks. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you know, I, I'm changing things up. Well, you know what? Now I will have to watch these episodes with even a keener eye for Alfred's shenanigans. All right. We'll, we'll see. Steve. Yeah. What are you wearing? Oh, my gosh, Steve. It's like looking in a mirror. What are you wearing? Well, it's season two, the opening of it, right? That's so right. I went to Fire Tux and I got I got out the old, old, uh, you know, gray tux. You got wait wait you went to Fryer Tux and you got out the old gray tux. Yeah, you know they have like a special, t- you know, uh, the Fryer Tux. Wait, at Fryer Tux you went and got out an old gray tux that yeah. was like in the corner there. <laughs> wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Well, I just love that we are renting tuxes because we are too poor to own tuxes. <laughs> Not only are we renting tuxes. But I rented some bottles of champagne. (laughs) Yeah, we got to give them back. (laughs) We did. Crystal again. Absolutely. All right. Popping bottles. Uh We pour a couple glasses here. Glass for you, Steve. Here you go. You know what goes good with a a glass of champagne? And a glass for myself. Here, Steve, before anything, cheers. I I have a toast. Oh, Oh. All right. Go ahead and, and just interrupt my cheers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So it's been a hard, you know, one season of like 67 episodes and a movie. I feel like this is well earned. So let's get drunk on this episode. What am I saying? What? Yeah, woo woo. Really? Begins. 65 episodes in a movie, Steve. 65 episodes. I wanted to say. I was just throwing out a random number, to be honest. Yeah, you said 67, so that's good. Yeah. So, Steve, wait. Are we are we really going to get drunk? Are we drinking all these bottles? I Well, that was my intention, yeah. I rented them, you know, so. You rented them. <laughs> so, we have to do something with them, right? You know? You're right. So. You're absolutely right. Well, let's drink them. Um, what, what goes great with champagne? You were going to tell us a moment ago. Oh, yeah. Cigars. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! Thank you. Steve. Yeah, yeah, I got some Cubans, Cubanos. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! I've had these before. They're good. They're great. Mm-hmm. It's like a rich, deep flavor. Gets the little tingle. Oh, I see. They came pre-cut. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Oh, 
I, you know what? I, I can't help but inhale the smoke. I even like to swallow it into my stomach. That's gross. Yes, it is. <laughs> 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 I can't handle my... <laughs> See, I shouldn't have inhaled the smoke. Yeah, you should really try to like not swallow the smoke. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. I was told that you're just supposed to let it kind of, you know, seep into your mouth. And you just let the Ugh. smoke sit there forever until it disappears. Oh, my God. That's how oh. I learned how to. Um, Are you okay? Wow. Woo. This, I guess it's good stuff. Yeah, you're feeling sweaty? I'm getting sweaty again. All right. Well, Steve, cheers. Clink. Clinkies. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood for, for this second season premiere. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer feeling in a negative space. I wanted to get that out there. I feel like I was a little negative towards you during our uh, last half of the season. And uh, it's a new day, new season, new Steve. Nice. Well, I think I was um, always awesome and great, and there's nothing to improve ever and nothing to worry about. So I uh, uh, think I did great last season. So and that's how we're going to start? Great. All right, okay. All right, well, I take back everything I said. And I <laughs> Oh, fuck you, all right? Let's get into this shit. All right. Tonight's episode is Sideshow, directed by Boyd Kirkland, story by Michael Reeves, teleplay by Michael Reeves <coughs> and Brent Stevens. This episode aired May 3rd, 1994. And this week's villain is Killer Croc. Wikipedia says, en route to an upstate prison, Killer Croc escapes and leads Batman on a dangerous chase through the wilderness. After throwing Batman temporarily off his trail, the Reptile Man takes refuge with a group of retired circus freaks and convinces them to help him. When Batman arrives, Croc and the freaks band together to capture him. Note, loosely based on A Vow from the Grave by Denny O'Neill. Denny O'Neill, right there in Wikipedia, Steve. What? Yep. No. See that? I, I don't Denny have Wikipedia. Well, just then believe me. I don't right? believe you. Than, you don't believe me? No, I don't. You I'm think I just read Denny? I think you're making you it got up. <laughs> Of course you don't have the fucking document up <laughs> that we ever had that a reading from right now. Of course. Why would I have it up? That's why you're interrupting me all the time because you're just winging it. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, of course I'm just winging it. This whole thing well, I'm just okay. winging. So previous what do you episodes, mean? Like, uh, I've uh, called him Denny O'Neill, and I said close friends of his call him Denny O'Neill. And Steve was all like, no, they don't. Yeah. His close friends call him Dennis. Boom. I was right. Denny O'Neill. Wow. And clearly the author of this Wikipedia article is very close friends. You think that's... I think that was you. I think, to be honest, <laughs> I think you, it's really easy. I didn't. I did not. Uh, By the way, my older brother all the time <laughs> changes Wikipedia articles and puts me in them and shit like that, and just screws around like that. And then he'll send us screenshots, and be like, "You better go check it out real quick before it gets changed." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, there's ones with like, oh, yeah, I see it. Denny O'Neill hyperlink. Dennis. Denny. Dennis quotes Denny. Oh, is that why you knew that he quotes by Denny? Because you saw that uh, 
in yeah, Wikipedia? I read about Sideshow so many fucking episodes ago. I was like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and research Sideshow for some reason. No, I think you oh, looked up Dennis O'Neill. Denny, it says Denny there. I think you looked him up on I'll Wikipedia. I'll use that. I, what I think uh -huh. is that you, you clicked his name on Wikipedia, and it says Dennis, and then quotes Denny O'Neill. Yeah, or I'm just really good friends with him, and I call him Denny. No, you're not good friends. Yes, I, he comes over every Friday night Listen. from poker, allegedly. Yeah, where does he live? I'm not going to give up that information on a podcast. I'm going to completely <laughs> dox him. How dare you? That's my good friend, Denny. <laughs> All right, you got me there. This episode adapted the comic book story that <laughs> Denny wrote, A Vow from the Grave, with the inclusion of a separate Killer Croc story. I don't really understand what that means because <laughs> I read it out the, of order. They <laughs> They subbed out the villain. It was like he wrote a, this, a similar story, but it wasn't Killer Croc. Awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Pop another bottle, bitch. Woo! You know it. Ooh. Here you go. Thank you, sir. So one of the things that will start to happen this season two is we will have different opens we will have the classical open the bank heist you know done with uh, incredible artwork and and animation by uh, eric radomsky uh, lots of you know clearly hand drawn and paintings and things like that and then there'll be another open essentially a montage of the greatest hits of I'm season robin. one and some of season two i guess of batman the animated series uh yeah with robin it's so off-putting it is it's very different compared to this one this one's gorgeous it's a it's a self-contained story you you have we talk about it in the very first episode um on leather wings of our podcast uh for uh, cool boys batman and beyond well and they also rebranded the show they named it yeah um, the the adventures the adventures of batman and robin yeah they did instead of it being you know batman the animated series i just consider yep. it always batman the animated series correct and we still have some uh, painted title cards, which is nice. We haven't completely lost this those. one. Was really eerie. I like this one. I, I really and I made a note of it. I wrote scary title card. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great title card. It's beautiful. Croc is a scary guy. You know? So we got right away, Steve. We got um, a a headline, and it says fiend to serve time, <laughs> ruled sane and guilty of crimes. Killer Croc going to Levitt's prison. Says as a caption under a photo, it's society that's the crit, <laughs> and then it doesn't say. Is it crime or a criminal? I'm pretty sure criminal. Yeah, I thought criminal too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, to make sure. I like how there's journalists on this train that's traveling with Croc to mm -hmm. like. It doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Why and not? They're there to like you know cover it. They're like the, his his own particular <laughs> you know press junket. There's like four of them. One of them is Batman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Wayne, especially with a mustache and a, and a fancy press outfit. We're all just swapping um, stories. Steve, so this is our second time we have Killer Croc technically in a Batman episode. The first time we had him in Vendetta, but the second time when he was in Almost Got Him was technically Batman or Bruce Wayne in disguise as Croc, Killer Croc. Yeah. So one of the first things they established Killer Croc right away in this is that he has incredible feats of strength. He has jaw strength, Steve. He can bite through the chains because the crocodile has the strongest bite force of any living thing in, in the animal kingdom, right? Uh-huh. 
So check this out. I, I had to look into it, right? I think he's so right. So the croc by force is 3,700 pounds per square inch PSI, right? Uh-huh. 3,700, right? 3,700 pounds per square inch. Now, is he now, really a crocodile, though? We know he isn't from uh, Vendetta. They talk about how he's a person with a simple skin disease that gives him, like, you know, scales. Here's what's interesting. I looked in the force to actually break handcuffs to see if 3,700 pounds per square inch is enough, if that, if that is enough to actually to do that, right? Guess what? The force to break handcuffs is 1,900 PSI, okay? So 3,700 pounds. He can do it. Oh, uh, okay. Right? He can do it, except he's not a crocodile. He's a human, and the human's jaw can only do 162 PSI. So he would have just shattered his teeth or broken his jaw breaking those handcuffs. Well, he's already, like, filed his teeth into It wouldn't do anything. He doesn't have the jaw strength to do it. He is not even a tenth of the way there to actually break these handcuffs. What would have happened in reality is he would have shattered his jaw in front of those cops. They would have laughed at him. Then he would have got his picture taken at Levitt's prison when he arrived with his jaw hanging off. Probably if he didn't die from, you know, bleeding out in the process of the train ride. This did not make any fucking sense. All of a sudden, they turned him into a real crocodile. Yeah, oh, I thought that that was like kind of the thing. He also could kind of breathe underwater. I thought too. I don't. Like... I don't. Yeah, but they establish he's a man clearly in vendetta. It's the whole thing that Bruce gets into when he's like up against his back computer, like testing out the like the flake he found, the scale he found. I think that they talk the about later on though that he that like his mutant gene is is going like crazy. Mutant, this is not X Men. Like not... <laughs> mutation, you know his. Uh, that is making him into his a skin disease turned him into a crocodile, just like the hairy boys from Mexico uh-huh. are actual werewolves now. <laughs> well, that was really interesting. I'm glad that you uh, talked about <laughs> that very much. I so I PSI, love PSI, Steve. I'm so, so interested. What does PSI stand for? Pounds per square inch. Yeah, and so how do you calculate that? Well, you hire someone that knows how to do it, and they do it, and then they tell you what the PSI is, uh-huh. or you go looking on Google, and it tells you. So, like, when you're watching a movie, and someone does something like, where they rip apart their handcuffs, or they, like, kick open a door. I kind of look up, yeah, I look at the tension strength, and yeah, I do stuff like do, that. Yeah, absolutely, and you, I look at, so wait, you're like, I think for, is I, this really uh, going to happen? Is this real in this, uh, yeah, I've done that. that sounds, that sounds, uh. I don't want to watch that stuff with you then. No, I don't do that when I'm watching stuff like with you, but for like when I'm watching things I'm going to analyze like Batman and Beyond like for this podcast. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that kind of stuff for sure. All right. Well, very interesting. I'm glad I we think had so. That Thank you. Uh, the, I, Steve, did you notice earlier this this rock scene? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I did, you know, so I thought what that happened? was, you know, a funny little uh, moment with that rock because we, you you were talking about earlier how uh, he wasn't really in Almost Got Him, but uh, right. his story in Almost Got Him was about him basically picking up a rock and almost getting uh, Batman. And he was the closest one. Yeah, he pretty one. much said verbatim. He says like verbatim what he practically does in this episode. Maybe that episode took place after this one in, their, in this like fragmented timeline. Maybe, or is it possible... That since it wasn't even Killer Croc who said the story, it was Batman who said the story pretending to be Killer Croc and almost got him. That Bruce Wayne had some kind of vision and 
And or maybe do you ever see Butterfly Effect, the Ashton Kutcher movie? I did. Not that. So terrible. remember how he like in the future when he passes out and then he goes back in time and he can like affect himself and back in time when he passed out back in time. I, and it's like always these blackouts are actually when he's traveling back in time and taking over his conscious. What if Batman in that moment when he was passed out on the ground on the forest floor and Killer Croc's holding that rock up above him is going to crush him? Batman immediately jumped back in time to the poker table or whatever where he's playing like and almost got him with Poison Ivy, Two-Face, Joker. And he's just like starts feeding them this like story that's happening right there because he's like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. What do you think? Do you think that's it? Do you no, think that's I don't. No, I don't. Okay. You know, what I do like, what I do think is weird, though, so they introduced this, like, you know, sideshow uh, family. Freaks! And they're they're still dressed I, oh, in I the clothes freaks. that they had to wear as sideshow freaks. That That's, like, so weird. Uh, on top of that, what's pretty cool is that uh, Brad Garrett that, as uh, Goliath. Yeah, that's, yeah that's Brad cool. Garrett, that's awesome. He, uh, I'm not mistaken... He is Lobo. You're right. Also. Yeah, so they liked him so He's much. He's got a fucking very distinct voice, and I don't like it in Pixar movies when he keeps popping up. The only voice should keep popping up is uh, uh, Cliff, the mailman from fucking uh, um, Cheers. Yeah. That voice I'm fine with in every Pixar movie, but Brad Garrett, he's got to stop popping up in every Pixar movie. I haven't actually what – was the, what is he in Toy Story for? He's in A Bug's Life. He's in um, – He's in Finding Nemo. Those are all pretty old movies. So you just listened to Bugs Life, which was like 2000 and like... It was their second movie. <laughs> like <laughs> four or something. And what, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Brad Garrett, he's been, I think, in another one. He's been in, I think he's been in a Toy Story as well. That's not all of their movies, by No, the way. I'm just saying you were one making it sound is enough Brad like, Garrett yeah. in Pixar. Two different characters played by Brad Garrett in Pixar? Not all right by me. All right. It's only because his voice is so distinct. All right, here I got it for you. So he was dim in a Bug's Life. Yep. Torque on the Buzz Lightyear Star Command TV series. Oh wow! Bl- I saw, I watched that. Remember we watched that a bunch we in did. Uh, college. Yeah. That's right. That was a good show with um Putty. Putty was uh Buzz. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good Buzz. Patrick Warburton. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Bloat. He was bloat in Finding Nemo, and then he was also Augusta Gusto in Ratatouille. Oh yes, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. He's the chef that's dead. That's like always showing up as in ghost form for uh, fucking Patton Oswalt the rat. Oh my god! So this dinner scene, um, the, I, I one of the things I love about it is they're talking about how much money they have. They have like this nest egg. It's, just, they, they, it's great. Uh-huh. And then all of nowhere, like you know. I think it's Goliath says, you know, they have like 50 grand and then Killer Croc pretty much right after whatever the Shakespearean dude is just like, sorry, he's got a big mouth, blah, blah, blah. Killer Croc's like 50 grand. A guy could go to town on that. <laughs> like he says, who would who would immediately not be like, get this fucking dude out of here. This guy seems <laughs> shady as fuck. I don't want to sleep around him. Yes, I agree. They're very trusting. Well, too much so. The Seal Boy shows up, catches practically Croc in the act. He's like, oh, yeah, I was just looking for her blankets because I was cold. You know, no shit, you're cold. You're walking around without a shirt on. I think he was getting second thoughts at that sec- at that point. I thought I, he was getting like – He never you know, had second thoughts. Yeah, I thought there was a point where he was getting like, should I not rob them? You know, they're like me. And then 
he just decided. You think it was Batman that twisted it? I think it like was Batman's involvement, him showing up, that just forced like, yeah. Croc to have to like I think act so. in the old ways. Mm-hmm. The well, cycle. You know? I, I think there's definitely an argument there that's, for that. That's why uh, they I bring it up in the trial. No. You know, it's just cyclical. The trial. Oh, yeah, the episode coming up. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Great episode would have been the movie if uh, you know the writers had their way. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers was just like, no, nope, you can't have a movie in which Batman's sitting down in a chair for fucking ninety minutes. I would say Mask of Phantasm was a pretty good result, though. It was a better option. Oh, dude, I could. Trial was a great twenty-minute movie, but it was not a eighty-minute movie like Mask of Phantasm. They could have like, it, as a movie, extended like the whole thing. Well, you still would have done your whole second act in Trial. Yeah, but they would so have that, been. I mean, that like, still would have been too much. That would have been thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pop another bottle, bitch. Mmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Croc is just like such a piece of shit. Like it's just. Uh, well, he's obviously a piece of shit. As soon as he sits at the dinner table, you know, fifty grand, a guy could go to town on that. But then, as soon as they capture Batman all together, right? He comes at Batman with a pitchfork. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like how when, prior to Batman getting there too, um, they show him like being a tracker, which was kind of interesting. You know, he's like following mm-hmm. the footsteps and whatnot. You know, so once again, they're trying to highlight some of his detective skills. But uh, I honestly would have enjoyed an episode more. Of just that, what you described. Of Batman in the wilderness hunting Croc, not watching Croc's involvement with this freak show. And actually, I think it would have been more interesting to come into this freak show cold, not knowing where everyone stands and their involvement with Croc and the way Batman sees it and just see it only through his eyes. I I actually didn't enjoy seeing this through fucking Croc's eyes. Um, We have a cliffhanger act break, and Croc has a pitchfork and he's literally going to kill Batman right now with his pitchfork and everyone there is going to watch Steve how does Batman get out of this one um he dodges no he doesn't Batman moves around does he just like move around and then the kid stops him it's just that yeah the the, the group the freaks just get together and they plead don't do it don't but, do no, it I think and before then they that he throws the thing in there a little bit and Batman a little Batman bit dodges. it's not yeah. uh, it's not much yeah. but yeah it was like the kid and it's just so, uh, but yeah, I think they just made it really solid that Croc is just a kind of a piece. Fuck yeah, Killer Croc is a piece of shit. But I do like um, the fight, you know. So after uh, Croc escapes, the, the water fight. Uh huh. You can't have a Killer Croc episode without a third act water fight. I thought it was a pretty good extended <laughs> fight. I enjoyed it. I mean, there's not a lot to talk uh. about, but I was just watching it, going, "Yeah, this is pretty good." That's the point where I went, okay, that's why you have the seal boy set up this whole time. Just so he can, you know, get into the water and show Batman where to go, to the secret hut, uh-huh. you know, or the secret hatch into uh, the, the the base, the farmhouse, the base. <laughs> I'm always in a mindset of tag or hide-and-go-seek. Um well, I guess this episode is notable for one thing. It has uh, no Gotham in it. Wow. Yeah, it's like the second episode. What was the first episode? I think, uh, the demon, one of the second parts of Demon's Quest. Or oh, yeah. Demon Quest Part 2 would be entirely outside of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Because it was, it picks up in the mountain, right, of uh, of madness, whatever, right, in the in the Lazarus Pit. And then it builds into, 
I guess the hideout, right in the middle of Sahara Desert. Uh huh. And it doesn't, and then it just ends at the sunset, doesn't it? You're yeah, right. You're right. Oh, cool. Well, cool. Um, I I really didn't give uh, any two shits about this episode. I was kind of bored watching <laughs> it. Um, I give it two out of five boys. I think I would have given it more as a kid, but I'm not a kid now. And I don't have any fucking nostalgia for this episode. I remember just thinking, this is kind of throwaway then. But I liked it a little bit more then because I think I just liked even everything more then. Like, I was just like, woo, fucking yeah, it's a Batman episode. I enjoyed this one. But now looking back at it, it's like, whatever. There's a lot of gun action. I like this was uh, a good episode. And I I enjoyed it while I was watching it. I thought it was suspenseful. I, I wanted to make sure that Croc didn't steal from them. And yeah, I thought it was a good one. You you cared? I cared. You were in- invested in the freaks? Yeah. I I was I was not invested in these freaks at all. I don't give a sh- I could I don't care. Like don't care about them at all. I kind of wanted to see Croc take their money and everything. That's pretty heartless. Yeah, well, these people are freaks, Steve, okay? And they don't really deserve much. Wow. All right. No compassion we're or anything. Freaks. They're freaks. We're all freaks. They're fucking freaks. They need to stay in their fucking little farmhouses out in the middle of the country where no one sees them. Fucking live their little hermit lives as freaks. Build their own fucking, you know, sheds and run their own You're just talking about your life right now. Maybe. Oh, really? I don't have fields. You freak. I don't have fields. I wish. Why don't you just... Oh, uh, man. If I had fields, I'd fucking load them in all kinds of... Oof. Mmm can't get into it <laughs> <laughs> i've been actually uh uh I, I i had some of my representation contact me uh since uh the batman mask of the phantasm uh episode aired and let me know that i shouldn't discuss anything at all and unless they want me to come visit them and it didn't sound like a good visit so i can't uh, really okay. discuss anything from that ever again i hope this doesn't end up i, getting I feel like <laughs> you should have just been quiet and i should have said, said anything that, i guess <clears throat> yeah Shit. Yeah, I think I will should. not talk any more about it. All right. Well, if I don't hear back from you. All right. So, you. yeah, I'm two out of five boys on this one. Um, I give it uh, one boy for, you know, it, it being an original episode. Let's open some more champagne. Let's, let's open that. Very cool. Oof. Mmm. So good. So, yeah, I'm totally only two out of five boys for this, Steve. What about you? Uh, man. You know. I'm really feeling this episode. I I I I was feeling the season. This alcohol, everything. You had a good a good energy and and so you gave that good energy I think towards it, this yeah, episode I think it, and you, you know, give this episode. I got good energy but I didn't like the episode. I I it wasn't like a highlight, but I definitely give it uh like 3 out of 5. Okay. So I mean, middle of the road for you, I guess. Really, kind of, or close. Yeah, you know, I didn't think it was bad. I I enjoyed watching it. And I felt like, uh, you know, I guess Croc episodes are just kind of like, uh, part of one dimensional because he's seems like such an idiot. And it's just about you know him fighting water or being really strong, but it's kind of fun. It was I thought it was good action. Cool. All right. Well, Steve, save your tux again for next week because next week we have another very, very special episode of Batman the Animated Series. And Cool Boy Nation, 
Stay tuned. Wait, wait. You're telling me I need to rent another, like, keep renting my suit? That shit's expensive. Are you serious? Yeah. You're serious? You got to do it. Got to do it, Man, big guy. I should just be buying this gray suit. I should ask them. Like, this, I think this thing's you from should. the 70s. Oh, my God. Well, it's great. It's a great gray tux. It smells. Great bat stuff, Steve. <laughs> cool boy nation. <laughs> Tune in next week. Same cool bat time, same cool bat channel. Cool boy bat nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of, sideshow, or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys. Also, review us on iTunes. You can donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. And that ends it tonight for Season 2, Episode 1 of Batman and Beyond. A Cool Boys Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bat Bizies from Bat Ballard. <laughs> Bye. Boy, why you cry? Bizies. Bizies. <laughs> Woo! It's a new world. <laughs> so cool. Batman and beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman and beyond. Oh, yeah.